Hey, Playmaker, before we dive into today's episode, I just wanted to share one quick thing with you because it's super time sensitive. So if you're listening to this episode as it gets released, there is still time to sign up for my annual five-day Validate Your Business Idea Challenge. So if you are still in the planning phases of your indoor playground, I want to invite you to head to the show notes and learn more about this once per year opportunity to work with me and go through my proven five-step framework that has helped thousands of prospective owners walk away with complete clarity regarding not only if an indoor playground will be sustainable in their area, but also what type of space they should seek to open for maximum profitability and competitive advantage. To learn more about what we will be learning each day of the challenge, how you can join the online community just for challenge participants and more, head to the show notes or simply go to michellecarawana.com slash validate. And as a quick note, if you're listening to this episode after the 2023 challenge wraps up, that's okay. You can use that same link in the show notes to get access to the challenge content or sign up for next year's challenge. I will see you there. If you're in the play and party business and you want to operate with more ease and joy, all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for Small But Mighty Tips Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play or party-based business. Happy Friday, Playmakers. I have three great tips that I want to send with you into the weekend in this episode, but Before we get there, I just want to give some context and preface this episode. So if you're listening to this podcast, you likely know by now that my coaching and resource membership for indoor playground owners called Playmaker Society is anything but just a Facebook group with over 230 owners plus myself very active inside of it. Yes, it's very much a place of collaboration, and yes, the community aspect of the membership is meant to help owners learn from those who are further along on their journey than them or who have other areas of expertise and perspectives and crowdsource a lot of the really hard stuff that comes up when you own an indoor playground or a play cafe business, but it's also so much more than that. In addition to that, I offer operations templates and things like employee manuals that you can edit and add your own branding to, contracts and waivers and rental agreements and all sorts of legal stuff that is super expensive to create on your own and things like event blueprints with done-for-you pricing and descriptions and social media graphics and shopping lists. Literally so many things you will use every single day as an indoor playground owner that I'm not going to dare list it all here, but I designed it to help you collaborate and also save tens, uh, maybe even hundreds of hours a month, every single month as an indoor playground owner. But, and this is where we get into the context for this episode, in addition to all of that, every single month inside Playmaker Society, I either provide an advanced training, so something above and beyond anything in my Play Cafe Academy course, and definitely deeper than my free content here on this podcast or over on my YouTube channel can provide, or I bring in a guest expert to do a training for us. So either myself 
or a guest expert comes in and does an advanced training for all of the members. So we've had lawyers talk about business partnership agreements and licensing and franchising. We've had accountants and bookkeepers. We've had cafe, coffee shop owners. We've had marketing experts. Basically, any topic you can think of that I'm myself not an expert in. I've either had a guest expert come in and do a training on that topic, or I have one planned for this year. I am literally so excited for all of the guest experts that I have scheduled. I can't wait. So if you're a member, you should be excited. But most recently, we had a Canva expert. I'm going to link that in the show notes. If you're unfamiliar, we had a certified Canva expert do a training for us. And I was really blown away by just how much I didn't know about this tool that I've used every single day in my business for over six years now. I've literally used Canva since it was in its infancy. So while the full guest expert training with, again, certified Canva expert Brenda is reserved for my Playmaker Society members, I did share a clip on my YouTube channel, which I will link in the show notes. But here, I thought it would be nice to share my three biggest takeaways from my conversation with Brenda if you're a Canva user yourself or if you're thinking of using it for your indoor playground or soft play business. And real quick, to back up, if you're not familiar with Canva, again, I'm going to link to it in the show notes and you can sign up there. But basically, Canva is a free-to-use online graphic design tool. You can use it to create social media posts, graphics, posters, videos, and so much more for your business. And even a pro plan is less than $13 a month, but most people get started on their free plan. Now you can also find more about Brenda and her Canva resources on the show notes on her website. And again, you can access the full training when you become a Playmaker Society member, but here are my three biggest takeaways from her training. Number one, you can easily add team members to delegate while still protecting your brand and account security. So many indoor playground or play cafe owners I talk to still create all of their own social media assets or marketing assets in Canva mainly because they're afraid delegation will cause a disruption in quality or brand cohesiveness. However, as Brenda explains in her training, if you have a pro Canva account, again, less than $13 a month, you can add team members to your account and give them restrictions in terms of what they can create and how. So for example, you can create a set of 25 branded Instagram graphic templates. And if you just like this person to edit them based on that month's offering schedule or party availability or anything like that, as the account admin, you can restrict them to only those templates. So they can't go rogue and pull something off from the larger Canva library. You can say, You have to create from these templates and you can also restrict them to certain uploaded brand approved images, maybe from a photo shoot you did, certain fonts and also colors to, again, ensure anything they create is completely consistent with the rest of your business branding. And so you can be confident that anything they put out is going to be just as high quality as something you create. 
Plus, by adding team members to your account, they're able to now create their own username and password. So you don't need to hand over your admin credentials since doing so could result in dire consequences should this team member become disgruntled or quit. Like if you give them the quote unquote keys to the kingdom, they can literally delete your entire account or access your billing information, all that stuff. So adding team members to your account instead of handing over your login will help ensure both quality and security when you go to delegate these marketing tasks. All right, takeaway number two, not organizing your Canva account is costing you time and money. So I thought before I talked to Brenda that by naming all of my Canva designs appropriately and something that you know made sense that I could easily search was enough to keep my account organized and my designs easily accessible. However, in her training, Brenda shared just how important organizing all of your content into specific folders is for your account management. So for example, she recommends organizing your designs into categories like social media graphics, printed promotional materials, operations materials, so things like checklists, manuals, things like that, headers and banners, website icons, things like that. Now, while we may think that naming things that are easily searchable, again, is enough to quickly and easily find something, I've been blown away by just how much time and frustration Brenda's organization system has saved me. I no longer have to comb through five different versions of Instagram templates to find what I need. I can simply navigate to the specified folder and locate exactly what I'm looking for inside a subfolder that is just a click away. And as I mentioned in takeaway number one, once you add multiple people and team members to your Canva account, this level of organization really becomes essential. If you're paying someone an hourly wage to create content or graphics on Canva and they need to spend several minutes locating a template or a design every single time they complete a task, your payroll hours and dollars will quickly become eaten up as a result, which none of us can afford afford heading into a recession. Plus, your staff will likely feel every bit of the frustration that you feel when trying to navigate your account times a hundred since it wasn't them who caused the clutter in the first place. So just think of the headache that you get when you look at your Canva account that's overloaded with designs and uploaded images and times it by a hundred. That's what your staff is going to feel when they look at it. And during a time where retaining good help is absolutely essential to a successful and sustainable indoor playground or play cafe business. Any little thing you can do to make your team members jobs easier or more enjoyable is a step I would recommend taking. So again, for all of those time-saving tips, Brenda's full training is available inside Playmaker Society. All right, takeaway number three, not all marketing materials are meant to be made in Canva. So something I had a hunch about that was definitely confirmed by Brenda was that Canva just isn't fit to create any or all of our marketing materials. So logos, for example, should never be created in Canva for legal reasons, which 
Again, we go into detail in the YouTube clip that I shared, which is in the show notes. Since any designs from Canva's Element Library are unable to ever be trademarked in the future, which will create a nightmare if you ever plan to expand, license, or franchise your business. So again, in that YouTube video, I talk about things I would splurge versus save on when opening an indoor playground. And I said this video, that's actually a separate video. So sorry about that. Both are linked in the show notes. And one of the things I talked about in that splurge versus save YouTube video is initial branding and graphic design. And that you know whole category firmly fell into the splurge column for this reason, among others. I definitely recommend Canva for like ongoing graphics and marketing needs, but for that initial logo and branding, I would definitely hire an expert. So that is not a great use case for Canva. Again, both those YouTube videos are linked. However, beyond legalities, quality and file type can become an issue in Canva as well. Oftentimes, Canva is just not equipped even with a pro account to create images high resolution enough to be used on things like large posters, signage, banners, or apparel. So like, for example, one time we had our logo and just a tagline printed on a tent that we used to cover our soft play equipment when we did vendor events or mobile parties and events. And I made it in Canva and it just was not high resolution enough and it ended up being really pixelated and it looked terrible. And we just ended up having to reach out to a local print company to redo the entire thing. So again, definitely make sure if you're doing any of those more advanced or um, any of those bigger marketing projects, you definitely want to hire an expert. So you can go to Fiverr or Upwork and you can upload a mock or a kind of like draft design in Canva and send that Canva design to a professional graphic designer for those complicated projects so that they can produce the high-resolution files you need to ensure you won't need to redo those expensive pieces, like, again, that tent that I definitely had to redo because using Canva to create these assets, again, can cause a significant decrease in quality and readability which again, not just the tent, I've experienced this so many times firsthand. So if you're interested in trying Canva or would like to upgrade to a pro account, you can sign up using the link in my show notes. I highly recommend it as a practical yet powerful tool for business owners looking to take control of their monthly expenses and ongoing graphic design needs yet still want that aesthetic, cohesively branded, professional, online appearance. So I love Canva, but again, it does have its limitations. And I, again, was blown away by all of the things that I did not know about this tool. So thank you so much, Brenda, for your expertise, all of Brenda's information and resources. If you want to dive even deeper, even if you're a Playmaker Society member, she has so much that she wasn't able to cover. All of that is in the show notes. I know you're going to love her and I know you're going to learn so much. And as always, if you found this up, this episode helpful, the best way that you can show support for me or for the show is to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening. I appreciate you so much. Have a great weekend. I will see you right back here on Monday.